This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Corks. You're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And uh, we are going to dive into some listener requests this week uh, one specifically that a few people made um we're gonna kick off the episode by discussing the sport of curling curling has been a really fun sport to learn about um i every four years during the olympics it everyone is like oh my god curling people lose their mind over curling i love it i love the enthusiasm for what I perceived to be shuffleboard on ice up until I watched the different informational videos and read about curling. Now I'm like, oh, there's a little bit more to it than just like throwing the stones down the ice. Yeah, it's actually somewhat confusing to me. Um, but the, we watched a two-minute video that we can link in the episode description, um, the two yeah. of us did, and that was very helpful because I need a very, like, basic explanation of it. Yes, that video gave a really good um, rundown of how, of, like, the terminology, of the rules, of, you know, the objective of the game. I mean... Obviously, the objective of any game is to win, but like, how are the points scored? How do people get points? I did not know until watching this that only one team gets points in like one end, which is like the different uh, periods or quarter. Yeah. Well, it's not a quarter because there's ten ends. Yeah, so each each end um only one team gets points and like if you get to the sixth end and you're like i'm not gonna win this you can be like i'm bouncing so yeah the whole the terminology the rules it was really interesting to to learn that yeah the phrase end was confusing to me because it makes it seem like they're referring to like the end of the playing surface you know um, yeah. like the end zone in football for example um, but no, an end is a playing period, which um, I I feel like is could be uh, confusing to people. But do you just want to give us kind of like a brief uh, rundown on the logistics of how this sport works? Yeah. So you know, as as I just said, like with any game, the point is to get points. Um, so what the players do is they deliver the stone, which they slide it down. They have the first. So they're it, really simple here. First, second, third. But then the fourth person is the captain or they're called skip. So yeah, we got to talk about the <laughs> skip. Oh my gosh. So first, second, third, really like those are the order that people go. So they, you know, they, um, take the stone they don't throw it they glide it gently down or 
gently-ish down the um, ice. And it's 150 foot long, and it the ice is actually called the sheet. So they're aiming for the center of the house, which is that target. The target is called a house, and the center of it is called a button. And um, the stone, why it's called curling is the stones will like curl because the ice is not smooth. Uh, before the match, the ice is sprayed with water droplets to make the, the surface of the ice kind of bumpy. And so like it'll make the stone curve one way or the other. And so two teams with four players each will take turns scoring um, and teams with the closest stone to the button, the the center of that, the circle, AKA actually the house, um, they get the point. And so the team that has multiple stones near the button, they will get more points. So like, let's say you have red stones and blue stones. And let's say red is like the center of the stone and blue is like on the, or the center of the button and blue is like on one of the outside rings of the circle, but red also has a couple more in there. They'll get a couple more points. So like, let's say they get three, they'll get three points that are closer to the set to the button than blues stones. So really interesting. And if like blue is really close to the button, but red is on the button and like none of red's other stones are close to the button. um, Red only gets one point. So you can see how that might be a little confusing on the points. I get that. It's, (laughs) it's a, it's a little bit different, but you know, we're here to learn. Um, So then the team with the most points after the 10 ends wins the game um, and the players take turns delivering the stones and um, they have 73 minutes to complete all of their shots. So that's a fun fact also that like in those, you have the 73 minutes to complete the 10 ends or, you know, you get to the sixth end and you're like, I fold. And that is curling. <laughs> what a sport. Um, for me, just doing the research um, on this, like the terminology of different things was probably what was most entertaining to me. Um, like, the stones, they're sometimes called rocks, it seems like, also. So the stones are the rocks um, that just seem like kind of a funny term. Um, the house and button, that, yep. <laughs> that's, like, also interesting. Um, the skip just makes me think of, like, the skipper of a boat. Yes! Um, and so I just, like, <laughs> picturing someone in, like, a sherman's captain's hat like yelling at people what to do um yeah i also the uniforms are an interesting kind of combo between like pajama pants it seems and like uh horse racing jockeys uniform like just the the, the very flamboyant patterns on the pants i guess um it's a look. It is a look paired very nicely with their shoes yes. where they're playing. They're wearing two different types of shoes. <laughs> so one's the slider shoe and one's the gripper <laughs> shoe. It's like, and I also was very surprised by how heavy the curling stones are. Yeah. 44, it was like 44, 45 pounds of granite yeah. per stone. 
Yeah. That's that's a good amount of weight. I was more impressed by the fact that every stone comes from the same rock quarry in Scotland. <laughs> well, that is I'm like, how are you? That's what? very specific, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, not only is it like a specific size that's enormous, but like you just only get them from one place for uh uniformity. Yeah. Um also like the pebbled ice thing. Um mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because I just like when I think of curling, I honestly kind of think like a giant um life size shuffleboard. Yeah. Um and like in order to get traction with the shuffleboard, what I don't even know what those things are called. The the things that go down the board. Um, you know, you put sand on top of the wood. That kind of gives it like some some traction but so i guess it's kind of like a similar concept concept with like the pebbled ice surface with curling yeah that's what it seemed like i watched another video it was from discovery channel so of course they were like the science of curling Mm -hmm. and looking at how the it actually helps that it's pebbled a little bit to help have the friction between the the stone and the ice um and then the stones, when stones knock into each other, um, with the granite, the way it transfers energy. If you've watched curling, like I'm sure many of the people who said, hey, talk about curling, they've watched it. <laughs> but like if you pay attention to when the, the stones hit each other, the one that is moving, when it hits the, uh, the one that's sitting still, it transfers all the energy and the one that's moving all of a sudden just stops. Um, I thought that was very interesting. That was a little bit different than shuffleboard probably because of, you know, the material and the ice, whatever, to completely stop the stone from going. Whereas in shuffleboard, you can knock someone out and still your little puck slides off. Yeah, that's true. I'm a shuffleboard. I haven't played that in quite a while. Same. So weird think would, to think about that. I don't that. think I would be good at curling, though. I don't know. I think anyone could do curling. I think there's a lot of potential in curling. If you can squat real low and just push the little stone, I think you can do it. I have faith in you. I think you could be, you know, a first or a fourth. I, I think your your confidence in me is is higher than mine is in me. <laughs> well, then maybe you could be a second where they throw stones just to block the opponent you don't have to be on the money with it you just have to like get it there and be like yeah you can't get to the button maybe (laughs) would you like would you what do you think your position would be would you be this the skip i keep wanting to call it the skipper (laughs) (laughs) um I think I would try to be, I feel like the second has like the least amount of pressure because it doesn't have to be a perfect throw. It can just be right. If you get it directly in front of the button, but outside the target, well, then you block the opponent from like getting there. I guess the curling. So they're trying to like get the, the stone to curve as the they're sweeping, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to like get in the way more than I could have any type of like, yeah, I could knock someone out of the way or actually get it in the center of the house. 
Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of thought to this. It's, of, um, what did you think strategy. when they called it chess on ice? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time like separating it from shuffleboard, I guess. Oh, but you just really, you said the strategy of it and like chess is a lot of strategy. Yeah, but chess doesn't involve aerodynamics. That's true. That's where I'm like, it's not like chess, Um, but maybe a combo of the two. I don't know. Like chess is all in your head. And I I think that this involves some, you know, um, athleticism and skill i mean like bowling for example you know you have to you can't let the bowling ball go too far to the right or the left and you know it needs to it needs to have enough momentum to get down to the end there's a lot of like physics involved in it whereas with chess there are no physics so that's i that's where i would like disagree i guess with the chess piece of this gotcha i agree with that for the like thinking about bowling, putting it kind of comparing it to that, but then curling has it's a team sport. Like it is truly a team sport. Whereas bowling is very much on the individual, similar to chess. It's on the individual. Bowling, maybe it's a hot take. Bowling doesn't have like as much strategy as chess. No, that's not a hot <laughs> take. That's like normal life. Like it is not yeah. the same. But but this with curling, because you have to like really come together as a team and really rely on each other and be listening. It's like a a perfect team sport or a team activity in that where you have the person who throws a stone and they have to like, they can see the whole sheet of ice. Whereas if you're sweeping, you're not necessarily like looking all around as you're doing it. You're focused on applying the right amount of pressure so that the stone curls correctly or whatever. A lot of communication with the strategy in curling. <laughs> it's, oh, man. Could not handle it. Oh, my gosh. It made me laugh so hard. Um, and just like the, so, I don't know. There's, it, there's just something funny. Like, if you look up and, like, just curling gifts, it's just great. Um, the way they're, like, bent down, like, slow. I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> it's really great and like when you looked up curling the first thing that came up wasn't necessarily like informational videos for me it was like highlights of curling competitions yeah, bloopers. yeah. that was another thing that came up i noticed uh, i was surprised yeah that it wasn't more like what it, like the rules and everything about curling but more yeah this is uh this is just the highlights this is the great thing about curling yeah i mean you know, Olympic sport, big stage. I guess a lot of people already know how it works. <laughs> I mean, I guess Not people I. who live where there's there's snow or it's cold, and it it was in the Olympics before it was officially even a sport. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it ended up in the Olympics seventy four years before it was like deter like. It was decided that it was a sport. It made its debut in 1924 when the games were being held in Chamonix. Mm-hmm. I probably yeah, no, watched that. France. Chamonix. Yeah. Perfect. And oh, oh, <laughs> all those years of French have paid off to pronounce cities in France. Uh, 
great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was in the inaugural winter games, but it was not necessarily a sport. Fascinating. Good stuff. It's, it, it really is. I feel like it's a sport that's full of fun, wild facts Mm -hmm. more than it's full of like fun, wild things. It's a pretty straightforward game. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where if you, like, just spend a little bit of time watching it, you probably, like, pick up on the rules, like, quicker than other sports. Yeah. But. I, I would guess that. Like, because they, they talk about it pretty openly, and I think the people who do the commentary when they're talking about it give a lot of the information. So then you learn the the language, which... You know, we talked about that. That's like a whole new set of sports terms that we have never heard in other sports. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, There's definitely a language barrier, I guess, to the sport. Like you you just need to know the basics of like what what an end is and what the house is, um, those kinds of things. So um, once you get that basic knowledge down, I think if you're just watching it, you probably pick up on it, but. Yeah. And then you like learn a little bit more. So um, the politeness of the sport, that's a big thing. You have to be, you, you don't really talk trash and you have to congratulate the other team. Um, winning teams will buy the losing team a round of drinks. It's, it's like, the spirit of curling. You have to be kind. I'm like, well, I dig that. Great. That's cool. <laughs> what did you think about the name of the last stone throne? Um, I thought it was great. Um, so it's the hammer, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, just makes me think of like drop the hammer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's still like, some finality to that, I guess. It's good. I thought it was funny. And I thought it was like an excellent thing. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fitting. And um, you get and you, so the hammer is the last stone, thrown stone at the end of each for, for like each end. And there's an advantage to throwing the last stone. It's thrown by the skip. So just that whole sentence, just excellent. The skip throws the hammer. You know how like people say, "Oh, it's a stone." Like, have have you heard? Um, like the phrase a stone's throw before yeah like saying something's not that far from something else wonder if the, like, did that come from curling that phrase Ooh, maybe because curling is old and right, it's yeah. like an old scottish game and a stone's throw is like not that far away yeah. i don't know I'll have to look into this it's all like yeah now <laughs> we need to that's gonna be our next thing <laughs> I think that's I think you're onto something. I think you're probably correct in that. I'm I'm curious now. I'm gonna have to look this up afterwards. Um but yeah, <laughs> interesting sport for sure. It was it was fun to learn about. Um thank you to everyone who tweeted that we should do curling. It was not one of the options on the voting, so I'm I'm glad that everyone else was more creative and was like, yeah, no, talk about curling. Yeah, so I, we we enjoyed it. We got a kick out of it wouldn't have thought of that but it's great (laughs) 
I would have thought of it if we were coming up on the Winter Olympics. I think of curling and like skeleton and um, luge, mm-hmm. like just those random sports that you like watch at four in the morning when you wake up and you're just like, oh, I guess the Olympics are on. I'm going to watch these weird sports. Um, but because it's the Summer Olympics, I'm just like, oh, what like summer sports are coming up? So like gymnastics, track and field, wrestling, the world of winter sports amazing it's truly full of incredible activities indeed it'll also be interesting to see what happens here um regarding the olympics that are supposed to take place this summer in japan um because they're like battling a covid surge right now so i'm like the olympics aren't that far away like are y'all gonna do this or what (laughs) like (laughs) it'll be interesting i bet they still do it I bet it'll be very locked up. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have either a well, you have to have a test to get in. You have to be vaccinated, um, which could be an issue for certain yeah. countries that don't have access to the vaccine yet. That might be a, like a huge issue. But maybe the Olympics will be like, okay, you got qualified. We're going to make sure that you get vaccinated before you come, so you can compete. Like I, I would assume that they're not going to try to lose more money like the olympics being postponed was a it was very expensive so i i think that the powers that be will try everything they can to make the olympics happen even if it means making it just like a very bubbled up event that is super locked up yeah i don't know we might see i mean i saw today that uh, the u.s is planning on sharing like 60 million doses of their AstraZeneca vaccine supply to other mm-hmm. countries. So um, it's um, we'll see if like those kinds of things, you know, keep happening. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's plenty of vaccine to go around in the U S as of now, for the most part. Um, yeah. For people who want it. So maybe like that can help situations like, you know, in other countries where access isn't as, easy i don't know we'll see it's there's still time obviously but anyways um what is your game of the week or did you have any other curling thoughts i guess i should say first no No more curling thoughts i'm now excited for (laughs) curling next year yeah which weird to say someone know what's going on yeah i'll be like yeah i know what to root for i know what they're doing i know who the skip is yes um my game of the week is the nets and the bucks the nets are leading the east right now and the bucks are in third place so i think it'll be a good matchup it still shocks me that the nets are in first place like and i don't believe it no me neither i'm just like i look at their record i'm like wow you keep winning but how especially with like the injuries they've had i don't know it's just i think we talked about this last week but I was reading something that they've had like 30 different lineup combinations throughout the season or something ridiculous. Um, So for them to be doing that well with, you know, that much change is kind of surprising, but. They vibe. Yeah. They get dinner with each other at least once a week, if not more. They are in community together. And so it doesn't matter who's on the court. They're just like, we came here to win and get buckets. (laughs) not gonna lie i do not want to see them win the finals but that's fine 
I mean, same. They're not a team I would root for. It's I have nothing against the Nets, not but that, I not have that nothing for them. It's just the it's the players, the way they came together. I'm just well, not really a big fan of that. I feel I feel that. I respect that. But. Uh, what's your game of the week? Um, my game of the week is a Western Conference uh, battle on Saturday. Nice. The Nuggets are playing the Clippers. Um, here are your brief Western Conference standings as of now on Monday. Um, the Jazz are in first place. Um, the Suns are not too far behind them. Um, wow. And then we have the Clippers in third and the Nuggets in fourth, followed by the Lakers. Um, so, you know, a, a game between two two solid teams. Um a rematch of the interesting tale from last year, obviously. Um, but I don't know. It should be a should be a fun game. It's also on national television, which I love to see. Uh, that always makes things easier. So. I like that. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, it's like a fun Saturday ESPN game on Saturday. Check it out. Um, but yeah, that's my game of the week. Um, what is your hot take this week? So. As nerds everywhere know, the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier went on to Disney Plus this last week. Um, and, of course, the internet exploded. And I'm like, well, this is exciting. I'm glad that I watched this show along with everyone, kind of. Like, I binged it. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to watch the final um, throughout the week. And people love it. I watched it because of my TikTok feed. I'm going to be real honest. Like I would have just waited, but I only get TikToks of Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now. So I'm like, I have to, I have to watch it. Yeah. It, I could scroll through many videos before I get to something that is like, not that. And it's very specific what I get, but I'm still like, okay, fine. I'll watch this show. Um, and I think it's great that it addresses race in america it has some really good themes and i you know i like like the actors i think it's good um i do think that it was missing something and i don't know if it was like so the the final episode like most of it was like action it was just like fighting and i'm like man Mm -hmm. i really i love that people are getting so much out of this show that they like are making content where they're just like, here's all the things that like the dialogue that you can like pull out of this and you can like really speak to, you know, why can't we have, well, why wouldn't Americans let us have a black Captain America essentially. And so I think that conversation is so important. So I do not want that to be like mixed up in what I'm, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is some of it could have been written better in terms of like having those very like, specific conversations and like there are episodes where they kind of get into it but like specifically the final needed it um because it was just i'm like watching the whole season where i'm like this is really good like they're having these conversations and then to just be like okay well we're not gonna have any type of conversation we're just gonna like fight no that's not it so hot take please don't like come for me um maybe i just am not the biggest action person i don't know that's fair. I feel like a lot. Of, I've I haven't watched that show, but obviously know that it's like very popular with people. Um, and I understand. Like you, it seems like you wanted more of like a plot 
maybe more dialogue than what was offered. More of the dialogue, yeah, because yeah, the plot is good. Like the plot is very, and it's very clear. So like maybe it is that where it's just like it's not written to really make people think too hard on it. But I can see how someone who does not pick up on the like social justice themes just being like, oh yeah, like this guy became Captain America and he's black and like that's cool. Uh, sorry, there's spoilers. I just like <laughs> blew that up, but. Um, <laughs> I, I think the listeners will forgive me. Um, but I, I guess I just want more dialogue around that specifically now that Sam is Captain America. And I'm like, why could you do this in this episode? Like he shows up as Captain America. Let's talk about this. But no, it's just a bunch of fighting. And then like, why aren't we talking about like his relationship with Bucky? Because they don't like to talk to each other. They're so much. Um, Yeah. I <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm missing out because I don't know what uh I I don't know anything so sorry I feel like I can't really contribute there but it's okay <laughs> it's all good um it is a it's a good show I think people should watch it I think they did I know like a pretty good job but again I I found it to be lacking in ways which is the hot take <laughs> um that's. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I I think that based on how many people are into the show, that probably people will view this as a hot take, even as someone who has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's all but. good. <laughs> that's, I, that might Maybe that'll be the people listening. Like, when my dad listens, he'll be like, I haven't watched this. And I'll be like, that's fine. I don't anticipate you watching this show. <laughs> It'll work. Um, what is your hot take this week? Um. Okay, so I think I've told you that I've been watching a lot of Love Island recently. Uh, <laughs> do you know, like, about the premise of the show? Or This is the British yes. one. Well, there, there are multiple versions, but the original oh. is um, Love Island UK. Um, it's, like, somewhat of a mix between, like, Bachelor in Paradise and... Well, I guess it's, like, pretty similar to Bachelor in Paradise, but... Um, there's more twists, like there's more, there's more of a game to it than Bachelor in Paradise. I don't want to say it's like Survivor, but like, because it's not really, but there's, there's an element of like that strategy to it more so I feel like the Bachelor in Paradise. But anyways, um, the narrator, his name is, I think it's pronounced Ian Sterling. He's Scottish. Like he's a Scottish comedian, but apparently like he's most well known for being the narrator of the, of Love Island UK. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's when you look at his Wikipedia page, that's what it says. And I'm sure like people in the UK know him more so for other things probably before he did the show. But, um, my hot take is that he is the best part of the entire show, even though he's like pretty minimally involved. Um, he chimes in, he has amazing one-liners. It's so funny. Um, I'll have to send you like a YouTube compilation of some of his, some of his greatest hits, but oh my gosh, like, so just like very sassy. And there are a lot of, um, a lot of burns, I guess, about these these individuals who choose to participate in the show like this. Um, I like but that. It's, it's great. He carries the show. That's what that's that's what I would say. Is he like he makes? The show. Oh wow, that's that's impressive. <laughs> Especially given like the amount of he's never on the screen really, 
it's just like his yeah. voice, but he doesn't chime in super often. It's more to like transition from kind of like scene to scene. But um, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm sure other folks who enjoy that show will be like, no, the show is great. It, I mean, the show is great, but like that really makes it for me. Um, and if you want to feel better about where you're at in your relationship or with being single, I would highly recommend you watch the show because it will make you probably happy for like whatever your current situation is. Um, it's just a, it's just a hot mess. It's really funny. Maybe I need to watch that. <laughs> So, um, what else? What, um, what wine, beer, seltzer have you been enjoying lately? I am excited to drink, um, Chloe Rosé. That's a good pick. Like, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm like, it's now, it's not now just getting hot in Austin, but I feel like last week was rainy. So even though it was warm, it doesn't feel like, oh yes, let me drink a light, refreshing wine. So I had a like um like a sparkling rosé last week at a happy hour and I'm like yeah I'm really excited to just like have a regular rosé it's hot it's sunny it's perfect weather for this and Chloe has other good wines so I'm really excited for that what about you um their branding is also great it's Very so cute. cute um anything Chloe brand like any Chloe wine I feel like is a great housewarming gift just cuz for a girl cuz it's just it's like classy and looks like adulty and it's also like good wine. So, um, <laughs> what am I having? Oh, Minuti Rosé. Um, I probably have plugged that one before, but, um, it's a French Provence, I believe Provence Rosé. <laughs> um, so it's like pretty pretty pale pink um not it's pretty dry um but like easy drinking uh and it's it's easy to find also um that's key so that's my recommendation um do you have any personal plugs other than chloe (laughs) rosé uh the usual listen to tailgate society podcasts check out you know, Bitter Units, Old Man Strength, um, Old Man Strength, they just spoke to a former Iowa State football coach. That's pretty nice. cool. Um, and then, again, thank you to the folks who said talk about curling. I had so much fun learning about curling and talking about curling. So thank you for that. We'll still do random sports topics. Like, they're still coming up. But um, that one people were excited about. So we had fun with it. How about you? I don't think I really have anything. Um, we, you know, obviously continue sending in your ideas. I think those are really fun to yeah. to hear and to see. So we are probably going to have a few weeks still here where, um, you know, we're a little light on the sports content. So it's a great time to plug in some random subjects until, you know, like yeah. NBA, I feel like regular season kind of is coming to an end. So. That was a good time. Well, when the the WNBA starts in a couple weeks, so that'll also kind of that'll help, mm-hmm. but it'll still be like just the you know the initial oh the season's starting, so that that excitement, and then the season happens. You're like okay, the season's happening. I am ready for finals. Yeah. 
So I feel like early on too, it's always there's. I I feel like at the very beginning there's stuff to talk about, and then there's kind of like a lull for a while. Yep. Yeah. So and that's like with sport most. Yeah, where you're just like, all right, we're in the middle of the season. The teams that we're going to do well are doing well. The teams that are kind of, you know, not going to do as well and might be looking for a new coach at the end. Yeah, you know, they are where they are. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all the sports. Perfect. Um, I think it would be great for you to uh, take us home with the Bigger Than Sports for this week. I would love to. It would bring me so much joy because <laughs> it does bring me so much joy, even though I'm not a Denver Broncos fan. Um, I'm proudly a Buffalo Bills fan, even <laughs> if I'm a fake one, according to my mom. Uh, so the Denver Broncos created a vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion role. So first of all, good on you, Denver Broncos, for creating that role. Every organization really needs to start bringing in these types of people and actually listening to them. So first of all, Good on the Broncos for doing this and like having that self-awareness to bring someone in. Second, good on them for hiring a woman who is black. Congrat like so many claps to the Denver Broncos. Very excited for that. Um, and probably the most exciting part of them hiring this vice president of um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is that they hired the former senior woman administrator from none other than the University of Wyoming. Go oh. pokes. Oh. Go pokes. Great. Uh it was, I'm, I'm excited. So they hired China Jude. She was with um, the University of Wyoming for a couple of years. Uh, actually, the last three or four years she's been there. Um, and it, she was doing really good stuff there as, you know, the SWA. But also, I think she was one of the only people of color on the administration side working in the athletic department. So um, I know that the athletic director... Tom Berman has nothing but respect for her and um, that that department, it's good that they had her. So exciting things there. Exciting that she's really going a stone's throw away. <laughs> there you go. Bring it <laughs> full circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so she'll lead the, it's, I mean, it is, if you're Laramie, anything's a stone's throw away <laughs> because there's nothing right next to it. Um. But yeah, so she'll lead the diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy for um, the Broncos. And so she'll, you know, be an ambassador for social justice, like externally in terms of those initiatives and then internally hosting that programming. So this is just a hats off to the Broncos and really awesome for China Jude. Um, as Issa Rae says, I'm rooting for everyone black. So I think she's going to do great things. It's great. Also, obviously, like you said, great that they created a position with that. And um, I, it's nice to see like a hire somewhat close to home too, because like they know yeah. the area and like what, you know, what things are at play and um, how to navigate that kind of better than someone, you know, from like the East Coast, for example, you know, it's, a, it's just a different environment. So when she came to Wyoming from New York. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm like, man, what a chance for her to stay out west. Like, so there's no surprises at this point of how Denver kind of lacks diversity. Yes. Like, she knows. So, like, I think that's really important for, like, any person of color coming into a role like this to know the market and be like, oh, right. Like, this is a fairly homogenous area. It's kind of like Dwayne Wade 
in um, Salt Lake City with the jazz, where it's just like, this is good. This is, we need to have that to kind of have the broader exposure for everyone. Definitely. So that's all I have for everything. Thank you again to listeners for the curling rack. Yes, love it. (laughs) We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.